Welcome back, all you beautiful people. This is Correct Me If I'm Wrong. I'm your favorite host, Gregory Tyler. And I know I say this all the time, but I'm still super pumped about all the support and love everyone has been showing me for doing the show. I've been having a blast doing it, and it feels good knowing that people have actually been enjoying it. So shout out to Max for helping me put all this together and making it happen. I really appreciate you, man. Um, Go and show him some love by checking out wavypack.com and pump up those numbers for us. There's articles, playlists. I know at this point I sound like a broken record, but the site's awesome. There's something for everybody and the support goes a long way for us. So get over there, wavypack.com. Just check it out. So I want to start by doing a quick update from last week. My apartment still isn't fixed yet. The uh, the handyman hasn't fully come through. Apparently he's a little bit hard to get a hold of. Maybe he's busy being handy elsewhere, but the problem has not been solved. My floor has dried out for the most part, which is great, but my room is still super moist. And it's kind of humid in there. And if you're familiar with Seattle, it's not a humid place at all. So that's a pretty bad sign. I'm getting more and more nervous about sleeping in there and breathing who knows what. So I'll keep you guys updated on my overall health. And at this point, there's probably mold growing in my lungs or something, but it is what it is. This is the life I live. So outside of that, let's just dive right into it, I guess. Let's hop into that that rose, bud, and thorn. Starting with the rose, I'm coming off of a, you know, a beautiful week here in Seattle. The weather's been nice. It's starting to feel a little bit more like summer. It's, it's warm. The sun's out. The rain has subsided. And it would be an understatement to say that I had a fantastic week. So for the first time ever, I have multiple roses for a week, which Sure, is that a little bit unfair, but I'm just looking at it as a a bouquet of roses instead of a single rose. Because, you know, if if you can have a full bouquet, why would you ever just have one? So the first thing is maybe you've already noticed the sound quality here, but I got a brand new microphone. Because the more I do this, the more I'm becoming obsessed with the sound quality and just the overall quality of the show. So I decided to splurge a little bit and treat myself to a new microphone. And this bad boy sounds so good, it makes me feel like I'm Joe Rogan. Yeah, that's right. I'm comparing myself to the Podfather, but who knows? Maybe he'll hear how absolutely fire this quality is, and he'll want to come be a guest on the show. I'm just throwing that out there into the universe. You know, I'm I'm manifesting. I'm sticking with it. But honestly, I wouldn't even know what to do if Joe Rogan wanted to come on here. Like, what am I going to talk to him about? Chances are, I would just get so nervous that I wouldn't even be able to talk and it would turn out just being significantly more embarrassing and just turn into a bad thing. So 
if you're hearing this, Joe, um, maybe bring me on your show instead. Maybe that'll go better. You know, a little the stakes will be a little lower. So uh, have your people talk to my people. We'll set this bad boy up. But the second rose was going fishing this week. I probably had the best day of fishing in my life this week. Um, because, the, I mean, the backstory on this, I, I fish quite a bit. When the weather is nice, I probably get out there three or four times a week. But uh, so far this year, it has been painfully slow. The fish have been eluding me. But I went out with a couple of friends earlier this week. We went to a new spot just kind of randomly. We were all hanging out. We we're like, man, let's just go fish because it was so nice out. So we hit up this pretty big public park outside of Seattle. It's um, on the north side of Lake Washington. So my expectations were low, knowing this was a super populated area. People are out there like playing volleyball and doing stuff. But boy, was I wrong. The second I walked up to the water, I could see some pretty good sized fish in there swimming around. And let me tell you, they were hungry. I caught a, a nice little rainbow trout on my first cast and they just kept coming. I probably caught 10 pounds of fish over the course of that evening. And it was just this small, like little stream, basically. It couldn't have been more than maybe 10 or 12 feet across, but we were just ripping them out. And don't worry. I know what you're thinking. No, I didn't keep any. It was all catch and release. Gotta let them go and let them grow. But uh, also the water around here is pretty nasty and there's no way that those fish are gonna taste good because there's like tons of boats out there and like the homeless people poop in the water. So probably not the healthiest place to get your fish from, but hey, maybe next time I'll keep one just to try it out and let you guys know how bad it really tastes. And who knows, if it's good, maybe I'll just go uh, full-on hunter-gatherer and be hunting fish and gathering almonds and avocados or whatever. But it was a great time. I love fishing. If you've never fished, go out and do it. Go touch a fish, touch a worm. Um, maybe it won't gross you out. I don't know. Go do it. It's fun. The third and final rose of the week... And this was probably the biggest one for me. There was a lot of excitement behind this one. And that was me discovering the joys of deep frying at home. I have recently gotten into cooking. I love to cook now. It's kind of been my, my quarantine hobby, I guess you could say, was learning to cook. And I've been getting a little more adventurous and venturing out into more extreme home cooking because I'm a bad boy. So I figured it was time to bust out the oil and make some beer battered fish tacos, those Baja fish tacos. And it was my first time deep frying anything. So it took a little while. It was like close to three hours to get everything cooked up and ready to eat. But Boy, was it worth it. Those fish tacos were unreal. And it was easy. Like, it was time-consuming, but it was easy. And the best part about it was, was that oil stayed pretty fresh. So the next day, I was like, man, I might as well deep-fry some more stuff. So I reused that oil, and I deep-fried some Loma Linda chocolate patties. 
That's right. Shout out Adventism. All you Adventists out there know what I'm talking about, but probably wasn't Bible approved because I used beer batter. So, you know, sorry about that. But they weren't as good as the tacos, I'll be honest. But the joys of deep frying was definitely still there. Did I knock a couple of years off of my life from how unhealthy this deep frying adventure was? Absolutely. But life is all about risk and rewards. And I'm willing to risk it all for fried foods. Next, I think I'm going to tackle some homemade corn dogs. And if that works out, I think it's safe to say my overall health and BMI are shot. That'll that'll be the end of any type of conscious weight loss because it's just going to be deep fried weight gain from here on out, baby. So don't be like me. Eat healthy. But if you want to get a little silly, pick up some of that peanut oil and deep fry literally everything. Moving on to my bud. I have a, a pretty hard time coming up with good buds because I'm not good at planning ahead or thinking about anything that's more than like 45 minutes away, but I promise I'm working on it. Bear with me, they're gonna get better. So the best I could come up with for this week is that I'm looking forward to a new pair of shoes that are coming out. And these aren't just any shoes. These shoes look like realistic human feet. I know. Basically, it'll be funny to show up to work and make everyone super uncomfortable because they think I'm just walking around barefoot. And I, to be honest, I don't really understand why feet make so many people so uncomfortable because they're basically just silly looking hands attached to your feet. But people out there really hate feet, which doesn't really well. I guess now that I think about it, there are people out there that like really love feet which is just as weird, but I, I guess it's just an extreme spectrum. It's one of those things. Feet, they're like the New York Yankees. You either hate them or you're willing to spend way too much money to see them up close and personal. But either way, however you feel about feet, I'm gonna buy these shoes and I, I figured I could pair it with one of those, um, those face masks that look like you're wearing your mask around your chin and then maybe a tuxedo t-shirt. And that way I'll achieve the ultimate level of troll with my outfits. So that'll be fun. That's what I'm looking forward to. Also though, I'm looking forward to my nephew's birthday that's coming up next week. And unfortunately he lives in the Midwest, so I won't be able to, to be there to celebrate with him, but I'm gonna send the young lad something nice. I'm still trying to figure it out, but it's gonna be good. It's, it's only his first birthday, so there's only so much I can do. You know, I can, what can you really get a one-year-old? Um, it's it's mostly, you know, you're shopping for the parents. But I'll come up with something. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty good gift getter. But if anyone has some clever suggestions on what to get a one-year-old, I'm all ears. Because, I mean, I, obviously I work at a school. I spend a lot of time around kids. But not the little ones. I'm like, I'm, I'm cool with kids from like five and up. Anything under that. Four and under, I have no idea what to do, no idea what's going on. So I am open to suggestions. Thorn time. So this thorn, it's kind of, it's a mix of good 
and bad. So I'll start with the good and then explain why it's actually a thorn. And so what happened? The, the crypto boys finally got to me. The hype got too real. There's been too many people in my ear about it. So I finally I broke down and I bought some Bitcoin, which is fun and exciting because it's always good to be investing. And that means I got a little bit of extra money, which is a good feeling. But this is where it becomes bad. I am obsessively checking my account to see how my money is doing. And Bitcoin is terrifying because it moves around so much. So every time it dips or spikes, I'm losing my mind. I either think I'm gonna lose everything or I think I'm about to become a millionaire. And my brain is not at all wired to handle this much constant adrenaline. I also know next to nothing about investing, so I have no idea what to do with it. Like, when do I sell it? Do I just keep it forever? I, I just don't know. And there's no way I should be thinking about it as much as I am, but here we are. I'm actually getting a little bit anxious right now because I haven't checked it in like 15 minutes and anything could have happened in that amount of time. But I, I got to stop talking about this or I'm going to drive my, my drive myself crazy. So let's just let's dive into some to some history. This day in history. So I chose April 26 because there were two big events that happened. The first one is a fairly well-known event, and that is the Chernobyl nuclear reactor disaster. And there's a there's a great show about it on HBO that I'm sure a lot of you have seen. And it absolutely explains the events in a more exciting and in-depth way. But hey, I could do that too if I had HBO's budget. So without further ado, here's the, uh, the dollar store version explanation of what happened at Chernobyl. The nuclear disaster occurred on April 26, 1986, when the facility was ironically doing a safety test on one of the reactors. And it might be the most ironic thing ever because they were trying to make the plant more safe, but actually just caused the most devastating nuclear event ever in terms of overall cost and casualties. So this is actually only one of two nuclear energy accidents rated at a seven, which is the highest severity on the international, international nuclear event scale. And the other one was the, um, the nuclear reactor meltdown in Japan. But... The whole point of this, uh, the test that they were doing was to come up with a safety procedure in case the, the power went out and they were trying to find a way to keep the reactors cool in case of a power outage. So they had actually already attempted these tests three other times over the last several years and hadn't come to a solution, which is frightening. And to me, that should have been more alarming to whoever was in charge and maybe an indicator to take this a little bit more seriously. But what do I know about running a nuclear power plant? Nothing. But apparently neither did they. So they go ahead and they run the test 
and the crew that was working wasn't fully aware of what was happening with this test because there was a delay and so there was a shift change of workers at the the plant and the new workers that were on shift weren't fully aware of what was happening with the test so they go ahead and do it and then the power basically drops to zero and this put the reactors in a super unstable condition and ultimately led to a meltdown and an explosion. And like I said, I don't know anything about nuclear power plants, but I know that this is really bad. Anytime anything nuclear is unstable, like you wanna get as far away as possible. So there was a, a big explosion and then a fire started. And for nine days, radioactive particles were just being pumped into the air and floating all over Eastern Europe. And by the end of the disaster, they had to set up a 20-mile exclusion zone and roughly 100,000 people had to be evacuated. And I don't, I don't know if they knew this at the time, but none of them were able to go back. So they just had to relocate all of these people and be like, hey tough like go find a new home because i mean obviously you can't just live where radiation is just chilling like that um two people were killed in the initial blast and then 28 more members of the first responding crew died in the following month how unfortunate is that as a first responder like you're just a firefighter and you have to show up and spray water onto the most danger dangerous nuclear accident ever. And then not only that, once the fire was contained, they were out there just cleaning up graphite from the blown reactor with their bare hands. I mean, maybe not bare hands. They probably had gloves on. But at that point, it doesn't matter. You're just basically picking up nuclear rocks. So I, I really hope that that hazard pay was through the roof. But, I mean, I guess if you're dead, it doesn't matter. When it was all said and done, overall, the estimation of the loss of life was between 10,000 and 16,000 people over the course of the last 30 years that it's happened. And there's for sure still going to be some fallout from it. But... By the end of 1986, the year that it happened, they had built a sarcophagus around that reactor to contain as much of it as they could. But get this, they allowed the other reactors to remain operational. I don't know about you guys, but I would have a lot of questions around going back to work after that event. Like, we just evacuated 100,000 people and y'all still want us to show up and work right here by this thing? I think that's a no from me. But, hey, go get that bread, y'all. So the, the exclusion zone is still there today. I'm not exactly sure how big it is. But oddly enough, there has been a, a boom of animal life around Chernobyl. And researchers originally thought that no life would be able to survive there. Humans, animals, nothing. But... Apparently, nature does really well in the absence of humans, even when there's a ridiculous amount of nuclear fallout in the area. So, I'm not eating fish out of Lake Washington, but man, I wonder what a fish tastes like that was caught near Chernobyl. Whew. Maybe I'll get a permit and I'll go fish there and I'll let you guys know. 
I wonder how hard that is. I know uh, if anyone's familiar with the show River Monsters, there was an episode where he's like fishing Chernobyl and he's carrying around like that nuclear or the radiation, the Geiger meter or whatever it is. And he seemed okay. So maybe they'll let me go. We'll see. I'll let you know. But overall, it was easily one of, if not the worst human caused catastrophe in history and it's still going to affect populations around there for who knows how long i mean that radiation radiation is going to stick around for a long time so if you're planning a trip to chernobyl maybe wait a couple hundred years still now the second event from april 26 it's not nearly as well known i had never heard about it but boy is it exciting on April 26, 1859, Dan Sickles was acquitted of murder using the defense of temporary insanity. It was the first time that this defense was used in the U.S. I know this doesn't sound that crazy, but the story behind it has to be the most American thing ever. <clears throat> Excuse me. Dan Sickles was a highly successful politician. He was actually a sitting member of Congress in New York State. So I believe he was in the House of Representatives. Um, but he was traveling all over the world doing like rich politician stuff. And like most politicians, he was kind of a dirtbag. He uh, actually got in a little bit of trouble for palling around with a prostitute because he was married uh, but he actually took this prostitute to London while he left his pregnant wife back home in New York now if that's not bold enough he actually introduced this prostitute to Queen Victoria in London while they were there on a trip yeah this guy has some major balls. Actually, it's a fact that he had the smoothest balls in New York because he went to Manscaped.com. That's right. The Manscaped engineering team has spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0, which is the same trimmer that your boy uses. Their third-generation trimmer features cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take longer to shave. That's right, it doesn't matter how hairy your balls are. You got a 90-minute shave time. The waterproof technology also allows you to groom in the shower. So that can speed up your morning routine. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. Because when it comes to shaving down there, you gotta be precise. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quick stroke technology. 7,000 RPMs, that's a lot, folks. That's like a car. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, and let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because the intelligent desi intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. 
So be like Dan Sickles and go to manscaped.com and use code WAVY at checkout for 20% off and free shipping on your order. That's a steal, everybody. Get over to manscaped.com, use code WAVY. So while Dan was in London with his prostitute friend, his pregnant wife was getting cozy with a district attorney from D.C. Yeah, this family knows how to get stuff done. He's cheating on his wife with a prostitute in front of the Queen of England, and she's over here in New York banging one of the most powerful lawyers in D.C. So Dan gets wind of this, and he confronts this district attorney whose name was Philip Barton Key II. And because this guy obviously loves the drama, Dan shoots this guy dead in the street, which is a crazy move. But what makes it even crazier is that he shoots him dead literally right across the street from the White House. If you think crazy things are happening now, imagine being a tourist in D.C. and watching that conversation slash killing go down right there you're just looking at the white house you're like oh my goodness the president's there and you turn around and a member of congress just shoots a district attorney absolutely bonkers so dan he goes and turns himself in and he confesses to the murder and the police actually take him home first so he can gather some things and then he is taken to jail but like not really they actually let him keep his personal gun with him so he was in jail just rocking a gun on his hip and then as if that wasn't enough he was getting so many visitors like high profile visitors that they gave him access to the head jailer's apartment to accommodate all of these visitors what's even crazier is that the president at the time james buchanan actually sent sickles a personal note how crazy is that? You kill someone and the president's like tweeting at you. It's the modern equivalent of you commit murder outside of the White House and Joe Biden tweets at you and is just like, hey man, hope all is well. Good luck. And so Dan goes and he gets the best lawyers in the city because he's got connections and they go with the defense of temporary insanity. They argued that he was so mad about his wife cheating on him that he actually lost his mind and was not thinking straight. He was not himself. And this picked up a lot of traction and people agreed with it. The papers at the time were literally writing and reporting that Sickles was a hero. One paper said that he was quote unquote, saving all of the ladies of Washington from this rogue named Key. Yeah. People were thanking him for going and killing a guy because he may have been doing them a service by keeping this guy from banging their wives. So basically being toted as a hero. Apparently he can just do no wrong. So on April 26, he is acquitted of murder. Just like that, done, nothing else. He didn't even lose his seat in Congress. He basically just murdered someone in broad daylight, admitted to it, got off, and then didn't even lose his job, just went about his life. His life actually went on to get better, and he became one of the leading generals 
for the Union Army during the Civil War. So, Dan Sickles, you were apparently doing something right. You've got some serious charisma, my guy. So, shout out to you, I guess? I don't know. Either way, the 1850s, 1860s, crazy time. You just get away with murder in the streets. But with that said, that's a wrap, everyone. Thanks for being here. Uh, I hope everybody learned a little something, something. Go tell your friends about Dan Sickle. Uh, we all know about Chernobyl, but um, moving forward, don't forget, set up those notifications. Catch every episode of Correct Me If I'm Wrong. Drops every Sunday. Make sure to, to follow your boy on Instagram, Greg Tyler Comedy. And I hope everyone has a lovely and fantastic week. And remember to stay wavy, everybody. Ooh.